Ms. Kirk. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, welcome back. Nice to have you. Thank you. We are starting a new parak tonight. Uh, parak Lulav Ve'arava. And we're going to be learning some sugyas that are very halacha l'maysa. We're going to be learning sugyas that explain to us a little bit of the history and a little bit of the development of how we got to what we do that, for example, we don't use a lulav on Shabbos. That was not necessarily the custom by the times of the Beis HaMikdash, as we'll see in this Mishnah. So we're starting at a new parak. We'll uh, start in the middle of Mem Beis Mid Beis. We'll learn all of Mem Gimel, and we'll learn the first Amud of Mem Daud as well. So a little bit of learning, but the first Mishnah is the first Amud, so it's not so bad. The Mishnah opens at the new parak, Lulav Ve'arava Shisha Veshiva. When it comes to the Lulav and the Arava, sometimes one will use it, uh, use them six out of the seven days, and sometimes they'll use them seven. That applies throughout, even for Shmini Atzeres. Sukkah v'nisu chamaim shiva, that applies over seven days. The mitzvah of sukkah v'nisu chamaim. Hechalil, Rashi points out, this is simchas beisah shoeva. Chamisha v'shisha, sometimes it'll be five days and sometimes it'll be six. Lulav shiva ketzat, how does it work out? The lulav will be, will be used for seven days. What about Shabbos? Right? We know, of course, Shmini Atzeres is out. That's not a day for which there's a chiv. That's a separate yantif altogether. So here the only question is, how do you work out seven days? So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's not even two Shabbos. It's like, how do you, how can you use it all days? One of those days is Shabbos. So it says the Gemara, Yom Tov Harishon Shel Chag Lulav Shiva. Wow. That means that when the first day of Yontif falls out to be Shabbos, that you bring a Lulav and Esrog. Okay, that's not what we do. And we'll see the development of the Gemara as to how that happened. But that is what the Mishnah says. Ushar kol hayamim. Had it been that Yontif started on another day, then, says the Mishnah, Shisha. Then it would only be six days. Namely, if instead of Yontif beginning on Shabbos, Yontif began on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday on any of those days, then whenever Shabbos would fall out, as long as it's not day one, then Shabbos would not have the mitzvah of Lulav. Only when Shabbos and Yontif coincide as day one of Yontif, that is when we override our general rules of Muktzah and allow for the mitzvah of Lulav and Esrog to be performed on Shabbos. Arava Shiva Ketzad. How do we do this uh, with the Arava? Says the Gemara, Yom HaShvi Shal Arava Shechalios B'Shabbos. Arava Shiva. Here, the exact opposite. If the last day if the last day, if the seventh day, let's say, in other words, if Yontif started on a Sunday, and then the seventh day falls out to be uh, Shabbos, under those circumstances, says the Mishnah, that's when you would do the Arava even on Shabbos. Again, trump card over there. Why the first day for Lula? Why the seventh day for Arava? We'll discuss this in the Gemara. Ush'ar koleyamim shisha, that had it been that that seventh day, <clears throat> as it relates to Arava, that had that seventh day been any day of the week other than a Saturday, so then, uh, then, then assuming that and that other Shabbos would have been one of the first six days, then on that day, we would not have done the Arava. So the Mishnah says about eight lines into the Mishnah, a little more than halfway down, two-thirds of the way down, mitzvahs lulav ketzad. How does the mitzvah of lulav work out? So it says the Mishnah, yom tov harishon shel chag b'shabbos. When the first day of yontif and is also Shabbos, when they coincide on day one of the holiday, people would bring their lulavim and esrogim to Harabais before Yantif would start. And the people who were running the ship there at the base HaMikdash, they would say, thank you very much. Keresh, Merzel, you got, you got cost. Everyone's got their lulavim and esrogim. The soldier also, Osan al-Gabi Itztaba, they would have a table out there or they'd have some type of a place to put all the lulavim and esrogim. It's reminiscent when you walk into a yeshivish place and there's like a hat wall and everybody knows which hat is theirs by the dust collection. <laughs> they can tell this is my hat. 
So the Lovim and Esrogim as well, they were Masader, all of them in the Beis HaMikdash. But those who were the elders, the uh, the righteous elders of the community, they were, theirs were kept in a separate room. They're, they're not the regular Jew. They were special people. Now, <clears throat> a halachic caveat, eight lines from the bottom in Beis Beis. And when people were giving over their Lulavim and Esrogim to the Chazanim to hold on to in the Beis HaMikdash, they would. They were training them to say Malam den or some number. They trained them to say If anyone picks up my lulav and esrog, it is an automatic matana. I'm saying it in advance. Anyone who uses my lulav and esrog, it's a matana. Why? This is the halacha that we learned a couple of days ago that a person cannot be yotze the mitzvah of lulav shel chaveiro unless it was on a, as a matana on the nasla And we saw the unique shita that if you did were not machzir it, then you broke the conditions of matana on the nasla hachzir. So here, when because and it's so, the person would not be yotze. correct, the person would absolutely not be yotze. It's a zero. You could have picked up a whatever, a twig <laughs> would have been the same thing halachically, absolutely. <laughs> Lamachar the next day, so everybody drops off all their lulavim and esrogim. This was on a Friday, Erev Sukkis. And then the next morning, it's Shabbos morning and Yantiv. And the people would go and pick up their lulavim and esrogim. Lamachar mashkim and uvayim. The chazanim zorkin osan lifnim. They're like, okay, here's yours. And here's yours. They're throwing them all over the place. And then vehin mechatven umakin ishes. People kept getting poked in the eyes. I know with like my children, certainly the younger ones, like I have to remind them when they're holding, holding their lulav, not to hold them pointed forward. It's like instinctive to hold it that way because when you hold a bat and you're like ready to swing, it's like outward a little bit before you start. That's how they're holding the lulav. No, there's people point the lulav and esro up, point the lulav upward so you don't hurt anybody. But in, the, in this episode, people were getting hurt. So it says the Gemara, Uksharo, says the Mishnah, four or five lines from the bottom of Membez Madala. Uksharo, Bezdin, Shabbat, Sakana, because people were getting injured. Hiskinu, Sheyehekol, Echad, Beechad, Notel, Beveso. They changed gears. Now, what did they say? They said that you should just be mavarech at home. Just do the mitzvah, lulav, and esrog. It's much, much safer. And for those who, uh, who are who are mahader and spend a lot of money on lulavim and esrogim, you don't, uh, it's not the place to be. You, it's a whole zoo. So just do it at home. Benachas, imus. All of this is, of course, in the times of the Beis HaMikdash. Either do it in the Beis HaMikdash or do it at home. So the conclusion of our mission is that while true, that it would have been ideal to do it in the Beis HaMikdash, but if you can't, then you can't. It's dangerous to so do it at home. The Gemara opens three lines from the bottom. Amai, I don't understand something. This whole mission is based on Shabbos. So why wouldn't, if, they, if it's ending off like this, uh, because it's dangerous, because it's Satana, then I would think it shouldn't be only a Shabbos, it should be the entire Yantif because it would be Satana. No, no, you can carry on the other days. You just can't carry on Shabbos. So you had to bring your Lulav in advance when the first day was Yantif and Shabbos, you couldn't carry. So that's why they had to bring them in advance. But if the first day of Yantif was a Tuesday, there is no, there's no Isra of Care. There's no Isra Hotsa There's no Isra Hotsa and Yantif. So you can carry those days. That's not a problem. It only played out on Shabbos. So the day is only. It's only when the first day of Yantif and Shabbos coincide. Gerald, do you want to say something? The Gemara opens with a question. Am I? I don't understand why why there would be any problem on any day of the week, whenever, not on any day of the week. I don't understand why, let's say Shabbos was day two. So we understand Shabbos is day one. We don't know yet why, but the Mishnah does write that if Shabbos and Yantav coincide on day one, we override the halachos of Muksa. But says the Gemara, let's say Shabbos was day two. Am I? What's the problem? Tiltul Ba'almo, the Lidche Shabbos. It's just a Dindarabanan of Muksa, and this is a mitzvah do'oraisa. Why are we... 
why are we being so strict on the Dender Abundant of Muksa to lose out on the opportunity of... Um, it can't be, it can't be Shabbos. The, whole, the rule of a lower do rush, so it can't be. We'll discuss that in the Gemara briefly. The Gemara answers... What? What comes out on Shabbos? No, he's saying the second day. No, I'm asking oh, a theory. It's a theoretical question. It could be Wednesday, whatever. It did not apply at all. The Gemara is going to discuss that as well, that people were being Makadesh LP, LP Alavana. That's correct. But here, either way, my question is theoretical. The Gemara's question is theoretical. Let's say Shabbos is not day one, it's day four. Who cares? Whatever, day five. It doesn't make a difference. Why would we allow on day one to trump the Isra Muksa, but on any of the subsequent days that happen to be Shabbos, we don't trump it? Answers the Gemara with a famous Gezerah, one that thank God doesn't apply this year, but has applied for a number of years in the past. Amar Rab, Rabba, this is what we refer to as Gezerah de Rabba. Amar Rabba, Gezerah Shemayit Lenu Biyado, Maybe he would grab the Lulav and Esrog in his hand. He has a Shaila, a Kasha, just to, he wants to find out if his Lulav and Esrog are perfectly kosher. He goes to ask a and because of that, if it was not day one, if Shabbos and, and Yantav don't coincide in day one, and it's day two, three, four, five, six, or seven, so therefore, says the Gemara, in the name of Rabbah, therefore we do not allow for one to be Yotzei the Mitzvah of Lulavan, any of those subsequent Shabbos days, two, days two through seven. So it says the Gemara, the Hainu Taima de Shofar, the Hainu Taima de Megillah. This is also the reason why we do not allow for, uh, for us, we, we don't allow ourselves to blow Shofar when Shabbos and Rosh Hashanah coincide. And also for Megillah, which is why we push off Purim, because we don't want to be in a scenario where a person's going to have to carry. Okay, what about all the other halachos of the day? But it's about the Megillah. The concern is the Megillah. Uh, so then says the Gemara, I don't understand. If Gzeira de Raba is a problem on days two through seven, why isn't it a problem on day one? So the Gemara, Ihachi, Yom Rishonami. The Mishnah was so simply speaking, yeah, of course, when Yom Tov Rishon and, and Shabbos coincide, all is well, you can violate the Surim of Muqsa in order to be Yotzeh the Mitzvah of Lulav. So why is it that on Yom Rishon we're not concerned? Says the Gemara, Rishon HaTakinu Rabbanan Bebeso. Did you look at our Mishnah? You're not carrying, you're not doing anything. You're doing it at home. So there's no concern about, about Gzeru Darabah. What was Gzeru Darabah? But we already saw that in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, the Chachamim said, no carrying the Lulav anywhere. You're doing it in your house. You're doing it Bebeso. There is no Gzeru Darabah. What concern is it? To carry aware from your living room table to your kitchen table. You're not going anywhere. There is no Gzeru Darabah. And therefore, says the Gemara, you can still do the Mitzvah because you're not going anywhere. But Taka, if you were going somewhere, that's a problem. It doesn't really answer the question because Why? the whole reason was that you were taking it if you had a shine about the Lulav. So you could have oh, a that's Kivaldic Duke. That's a great Duke. On, on Shabbos as well, on, which, which is the first day. That's a beautiful so question. We began talking about Tiltal and ended up talking about Shemiyah. It's a different answer. The Gemara's, the Gemara's question was, right. what about Tiltal? Right. The Gemara's answer is, we're not, that's not our concern right. at all. It's an excellent question. And not only that, look at the last Rashi on the page. It's not Stam. The last Rashi on Membez Mebez says, Lil Mode, Na'anuo Obir Chasu, is a halachic shayla. Why doesn't that apply? Maybe because you don't have to bring Maybe because you don't have to, maybe Rashi's making a duke and Rashi, I would never have said this without your question. Maybe you would, look at what Rashi's saying. What type of Shaila are you asking? You're asking about the Na'anuim and you're asking about the Bracha. 
You're not asking about the lulav or the esrog. You're asking a shaila specifically about a technique. You don't need to carry anything with you for that. What? Before you just pick it up and you're yotzim. Now newing is nice, but for sure that. But maybe he could have carried it upside down, and then you would have been putter. It's not mutter. You would have been putter, as we saw. But I think that's what Rashi is doing right now. Now, Rashi's saying, I'm going to go to my Rebbe's house. He has a lulav there. He'll show me how to do nanu. I don't have to bring my lulav and esrog. As opposed to saying, I'm not sure about the tiomes. I'm not sure about the siyaspana. Oh, so you want to be with He'll go. Rashi's, Rashi is saying, what, what shaila is he asking? He's not asking a shaila that requires him to carry the lulav with him. He's asking shailas about the technique of how to use them. What's the bracha? And you don't have to carry that. That's a balabatish answer in Rashi. I'm not sure I'm right, but great question. It didn't, didn't hit me. But that's what the Gemara says. And on Yom Rishonami, because Gzera Deraba doesn't apply, because the Mishnah had already concluded that in the times of the Beis HaMikdash, people were being Mavarech at home, no problem at all. No Gzera Deraba. Says the Gemara, Hatenach Achar Achar Takana. Okay, that's only true after the Chachamim saw that people were beating each other with Ulevim and Esrogim, and they changed gears, and they said things have to stay at home. Kodem Takana Ma'ika Lemeimar. Okay, but what about in the beginning of the Mishnah when everybody Taka was bringing it to the Beis HaMikdash? Now we have Gzeira Daraba. What was the heter and the resh of the Mishnah that we would say that we still should say that you're allowed to violate whatever you need to violate? We allow a person. Why would we say that you can do that? Ella says the Gemara, a different answer. Why is it that we allow for the, um, why is it that we allow on Yom Tov Rishon to have the mitzvah of Lulav, Afalpi, that it's Shabbish. It says the Gemara, five lines down, Mem Gimlam and Aleph, El Rishon, the Isei Minator, Bigbulan, Logazru Behu Rabbonon. When it comes to the um, to the mitzvah of Lulav and Esrog on day one, which is, uh, well, on day one, and on day one, Bigbulan outside of the Mikdash, there's a Din Del Raisa. So therefore, Logazru Behu Rabbonon. But Hanach on days two through seven, the Lesnehu Minator, Bigbulan, Gazru Behu Rabbonon. The only dindil raisa is on day one, days two through seven. No. So therefore, it says the Gemara, a chakira, a clear line in the sand. Because day one is a dindil raisa, we're just not so concerned. It's very strange. Most dine de Rabbanan are on dine de raisa, right? That's, that's where Xeris typically kick in. It's a very strange answer in the Gemara. I'm just saying on my own. I'm not, didn't look this up, but it's a very, it's a difficult answer. It says the Gemara, Ihachi, if that's the answer that you're saying, then ha'id nanami. Well, if that's true, then we should also have that halachalamaisa post churban. Right, we said in our Mishnah that it's only the base of post churban. We don't do this, right? We don't use the lulav and esrogan. Even if Shabbos and, and Yom Tov coincide on day one, we still don't do lulav and esrogan. Dindel raisa, still dindel raisa for lulav and esrog. Why don't we then do it today? So it says the Gemara because anan loya de inan yarcha. To David's point earlier, we don't know how to do the months. We live in Bavel. We right? We live in Bavel. Remember who's talking? About? These are the these are the Amorim from Bavel. We don't know what we're talking about. It says the Gemara. Okay, you don't, but the people in Eretz Yisrael do. But in who the yadi bekivu the yarchalidchum? Maybe the people in Eretz Yisrael post korban. Let's talk about the year three hundred, the times of the Amorim. They talk should have done the mitzvah of Lulav and Esrog when Yom Tov uh, when Yom Tov and Shabbos coincided on day one of Sukkot. After all, they know how to be koveya the yarech. They know what they're doing. Let it be. Then they should be able to do the mitzvah. Says the Gemara, you're absolutely right. There was a period of time in history where Chutz La'aretz and Eretz Yisrael had different minhagim when Shabbos and Yontif coincided. If you lived in Chutz La'aretz, you did not use a lulav. If you lived in Eretz Yisrael, you did. Post Chorban, when Yom Tov and Shabbos coincided on day one. Beautiful historical point. And says the Gemara, I can bring you a proof. Um, Ditnan, uh, we have one Mishnah that says as follows, like we saw. And then we have another Mishnah that said the Beisach Nessa. So in one Kufa, you would bring it to your 
to your uh, to the base Mikdash. And in another Tkufa, it was to the base Knesses. Shmamino, what do we see from here? Kamizmansha base Mikdash Kaim. Kamizmansha in base Mikdash Kaim. Shmamino. So we see that you're absolutely right that when the base Mikdash was Kaim and when it's not, there are different answers. Okay. So there, it's really just fascinating historically to see such a split and that it didn't last, even though it's true that there's a Dindel Raisa of Lulav on day one. Afal Pikain, but the Renu Ata, we don't do this. When Lulav and Yon, when, when the Mitzvah of Lulav applies, it does, even though it's a Dindel Raisa, on day one, we still override it, and we attribute it loosely to Gzeru de Rabba. Now, why is that the case? Because seemingly from the flow of the Gemara, it's because we're not Anu, we're not Yodeva But now we have it all down to a perfect science. Aisha Torah is a whole sheer on the, the fractions of the fractions of the fractions that the Gemara gives about the lunar month and how spot on it is, way more accurate than the Gregorian calendar with all of its accommodations for trying to compensate with leap years. I mean, the way that we have it down is, you know, down to many decimal points of, of seconds in time. It's pretty remarkable. Still, we don't have such a din, uh, and seemingly it's because of Xerah de Rabba. Okay, that brings us to a question that we kind of made as an assumption earlier. We're about a third of the way down in Mem Gimel Amaralev. How do we know that there's a Din Del Raisa of Lulav outside of the Beis HaMikdash? Says the Gemara, a Brisa that we've seen in part, and now we'll see it in full in its appropriate location. The Tanya, the Brisa writes, the Pasuk reads, We're going to darshan all of those words. Everyone has a mitzvah to do Lulav and Esra. The word lachem teaches us, of course, as we know uh, globally, that there's a din of lachem and that it applies here as well. Uh, the next word that we're going to darshan is bayom. Bayom says the Gemara. Ve'afilu b'shabes and says the word Gemara. The next word rishon. It's really harishon. First, we're going to be darshaning the word rishon, and then we'll add in the hey rishon afilu bigvulin. That's us, right? We're outside of Eretz Yisrael. And harishon melamech eno docha ela yom tov rishon bilvad. The only time we have a trump card to allow lulav and esrog to be done bigvulin. Um, when it's Shabbos is when Shabbos also coincides with day one. And this is the drasha that uh, teaches us this marimakom, that there is a din daraisa bigvul. Again, it doesn't play out. Lemaisa, it doesn't play out. But it was one of the svaras of the Gemara earlier to say that because uh, because it's a din daraisa over here, so therefore we might be making, again, we don't, we're not lemaisa, we don't pask in that way. Says the Gemara halfway down, let's analyze a piece of this drasha, of this brisa that we just learned. Omar Mar, when it says, by Yom Afilu B'Shabbos, I don't understand. Why do I need the Pasuk to tell me Afilu B'Shabbos, at least the drasha of Bayom, Afilu B'Shabbos, Michti, Tilto Ba'almahu, Itzrich Krala Mishrei Tilto. Why do I need a Pasuk in Chumash? That doesn't even, it's not even rational. You have a Pasuk in Chumash to make sure that you know that the Dinder Abanan doesn't apply? Of course, Technically speaking, it shouldn't apply. Xerah de Rabba, fine, but Midel Raisa, we're not. Xerah de Rabba is above and beyond. It's it's uh, your Mavatel, the mitzvah saseh, b'sheh ve'altase. Your Oker, a mitzvah saseh, b'sheh ve'altase. That's more accurate language. But I don't know what. What was Bayom Vafilu B'Shabbos coming to include? We, it's Tilto. There's, no, not, there's nothing else going on. So says the Gemara, quite a different answer than we saw earlier with Rabbah. Omar Rava, halfway down, says the Gemara, Lo lulav. No, we're talking about, let's say someone was not prepared and they did not yet prepare their lulav. And the only lulav that's left is attached to a tree. So says the Gemara, What is the Bryce right according to one Tana, which is Rabbi Eliezer? Lulav v'chol machshirav, one is even allowed to cut that lulav off of a tree on the morning of 
it's not. It's it's machshire mitzvah. We have discussions like this by by brismila about hechsher mitzvah. Can you carry the 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 aspalonis? Can you carry the bandage? So we say we wrap it around the finger. Terribly unsterile. Your fingers are filthy. Unrecommended for the modern generation. And if you have to do that, put a glove on first. <laughs> uh, it's not so sterile, but uh, okay. Then we can discuss that another time. So that's what the Gemara says here. Is that really what was the pasuk when it says bayom ve'afilu b'shavas u'achem lachem bayom arishon? What does the word bayom come to teach us? That it comes to teach us that we know that there are shitas ve'afilu b'shavas that allow to even cutting to even cut the lulav off the tree. My time in the Rabbi Eliezer. Why was he so lenient? Beautiful. He uses our drasha. So now we see how the word bayom is used. The word bayom for Rabbi Eliezer comes to teach us even as a machshir, even as a hechshir mitzvah, that you can cut the lulav off the tree. But that's not everyone's opinion. That's just the shita of Rabbi Eliezer. The Rabbanon don't agree with him. They hold that the, mach, the hechshir mitzvah is not allowed. So the Rabbanon says the Gemara, hi bayom, my ovidle. We know how Rabbi Eliezer used bayom. It was to include the hechsher mitzvah of cutting it off the tree, but the rabbanan don't hold of that. So hi bayom my avidle. What do they hold with the word bayom? How do they darshan that word? They they use this word to teach us that the lulav is only a mitzvah during the day and not at night. Our classical line in the sand of mitzvah saseh shazman grama. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, well, that's great. There's, now, this is the ping pong of drushas, right? But what, okay, well, well, then if you hold that this is Bayom Velobalaila, the Rabbi Eliezer, where do you learn that it's Bayom and Velobalaila? So the Gemara answers, Bayom Velobalaila Minale. He answers, Nafkalemi Seifadikra. If you look at the rest of the Pasuk, or if you look at a later Pasuk, you'll see the answer to that. The Pasuk says, uh, in the beginning of the Pasuk, it says, Ulkachtem Lachem Vuchule. And at the end of the Pasuk, it says, and this Pasuk is, of course, referencing Sukkot at large, not just Lulav, because Lulav was the beginning of the Pasuk, but the end says, you should have Simcha. See, but Simcha is not the din of Lulav. Simcha is a very specific din. We know that there's a din for one to have Hana, a certain type of Simcha, maybe Ein Simcha which is something we'll come across tonight as well. So that's where... Uh, Rabbi Eliezer learns that lulav is only applicable during the day and not at night. So says the Gemara, the Rabbanan were very concerned about that. You're learning, you're learning that lulav only applies during the day from sukkah, which also is a mitzvah at night. That's a very strange marimakum. And the Gemara is very bothered by that. Verabanan, three-fourths of the way down. Verabanan, the rabbi said, hold on one second. If you're going to learn that the mitzvah of lulav only applies during the day, from a pasuk that speaks about sukkah, which applies also at night, havamina that leilav yomim yomim misukkah, then maybe we would make an inappropriate connection in words where we learn from sukkah to lulav malaholan yomim veafilu leilos. That maybe we would in inaccurately say that just like by sukkah, we know that the mitzvah applies by day and by night. So afkan maybe we'd argue by lulav as well. Afkan nami yomim veafilu leilos. That's a beautiful question of the Gemara. So that so the Rabbanon reject that outright. They say that's that's a that's a ridiculous argument. So now let's dig in a little bit on this argument because uh, we're about to learn a, a Tosefta. I think it's a Tosefta. I didn't look. Uh, no, it might just be a regular brisa. The sukkah gufa minalan. What just generally speaking, how do we know that sukkah is a twenty-four hour a day affair? That we say that it's constant. That it's that it is a 24-hour day mitzvah, that it is both during Yom and during Laila. So it says the Gemara de Tana Rabban. We have to hold cup in this b'risa. The b'risa writes as follows. The Pasuk says, Basuka teshvu shivas yamim, yamim ve'afilu leilos. Isn't that funny? We just looked at the word yamim and excluded Laila, and now we're saying yamim ve'afilu leilos, and the b'risa picks up on that. 
Ata Omer Yamin Ve'afilu Lelos. The way that you learned the Jirasha was to be inclusive. Maybe I could argue that this should be exclusionary. The Dinhu, and it's logical to say that this word Yamim is exclusionary. Why is it logical? Because nem arkan yamim v'nem ar belulav yamim. By sukkah it says yamim, and by lulav it says yamim. Malaholan yamim v'lolelos. Just like by lulav, we would say that the mitzvah applies only during the day and not at night. Afkan, by sukkah as well, maybe we would argue yamim v'lolelos. I easily could have learned that drasha a different way. Could you imagine what sukkahs would be like if it was only during the day? A whole different bria. Whole different bria. Oh, the Brisa continues. Maybe I could have argued a different understanding altogether. Maybe by sukkah it says yamim, and by miluim, by the miluim, by the inauguration of the Beis Hamikdash, the Kohanim had to stay around the clock. Just like by the miluim, Aaron and his children had to be there twenty-four-seven. So we don't know how to learn the word yamim in this Brisa. It either could be learned inclusionary that even uh, just I'll steal the language, yamim ve'afilu lelos, as opposed to yamim velo lelos. We don't know which one, and we can argue both cases. So the brysa continues, nira lemidome, four or five lines from the bottom. Let's see which approach makes sense. Do we say, danin davar shemitzvah kol hayom, davar kol hayom. The common denominator of sukkah and miluim is that they're 24-7 mitzvahs. There's no day versus night distinction. But ve'al yochiach davar shemitzvah to exclude, and we should not learn from the world of lulav, which is a momentary mitzvah that takes place only during the day. Oh, maybe I would have argued that the other approach makes more sense. Maybe I should say, maybe we should only compare sukkah, which is a long-term mitzvah, and lulav, which is a long-term mitzvah, but but from the inauguration, that's only by an inauguration. That's not every year. So we're unclear. We have two ways of looking at the word yamim. Is it yamim ve'afilulelos, or is it yamim velolelos? And says the Gemara, by Svara, we don't know. We're not sure. Talmud Lomar, turning to the top of Mem Gimel Amid Beis, therefore, Teshu Teshu Lekzer Shava. The Gemara says, because we don't know, we have to make a Gzera Shava to learn out that Sukkah is in fact a Yom and Laila Mitzvah. Says the Gemara, Ne'emar Kan Teshu, Ve'ne'emar B'miluim Teshu. It says by Sukkah, the word Teshu, and it says by Miluim Teshu, Ma'lahalan Yomim Ve'afilu Lelos, Afkan Yomim Ve'afilu Lelos, Phew. It's a close call because the Gemara easily could have gone the other direction based on that brisa. That maybe we would have argued that sukkah really is yom and not lila because it was comparable. The word there was yamim yamim. We could have learned from sukkah. Says the Gemara, we have a shava, and the gzera shava that we learn is from the world of uh, of miluim to the world of sukkah, and therefore the mitzvah of sukkah is a twenty four seven mitzvah. I'm gimelam and base third line. Arava Shiva Ketzat. So we said, said in our Mishnah that it's possible that an Arava, that by the mitzvah of Arava, which is distinct from the Lulav, right? We, we've learned this already, that the minog of the Aravos was a different minog. So says the Gemara, how did that happen seven days? And the Gemara, the Mishnah had said that if the seventh day is a Shabbos, so then we allow that to be a day where we trump all, all other Dirabanan concerns and we allow for the Arava to be taken on the seventh day, which is Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Arava Bishvi, my time adach is Shabbos. Why do we say that if Yom Tov, the last, if the seventh day of Yom Tov and Shabbos coincide, namely if that year started on a Sunday and the seventh day fell out on Shabbos, that we allow for the Arava to be brought? So it says, Amar Rav Yochanan, Mina Torah. This is to teach us something that a lot of people may not know, which is that there's a Din Del Raisa to bring an Arava. 
if this is true, I don't understand. Why wouldn't we then say that when it comes to Lulav, that whenever Shabbos falls out, days one through seven, who cares? We should always say that it's a din deoraisa. Says the Gemara, we can't do that. Why can't we do that? Why can't we say on days two through seven that uh, we that we want to be mafarsim the mitzvah of lulav just like we would buy an arava? So the Gemara answers lulav gzera mishum deraba because of the concern of carrying. Concern of carrying. If you have a concern of carrying by lulav, why don't you have a concern of carrying by arava? Yachi arava nami nigzor. Why don't we also extend the gzera deraba from the world of lulav to the world of arava as well? So says the Gemara. We just didn't know what we're talking about. Let's see what was happening historically. But Lulav Lakol Masur, very different. The, the Aravos, that was brought, we have this in Shul too. Somebody else brings the, we don't know who it is, but somebody somebody brings the Aravos to Shul. We're like unfamiliar. They got to pay $4 for it and nobody ever has changed. Venmo, the world is changing. But over there, that's what happened in the Beis HaMikdash too. So therefore, Gzeira Duraba is inapplicable to the world of Aravos. Somebody else brought it to the Beis HaMikdash. You didn't have to worry about it. However, Lulav is Master Lakol. All of us have our own Lulav and Esrogen. We buy Chinuch ones for the kids. Kosher Chinuch ones for the kids, which is appropriate. You're not supposed to give a kid who's, a, who's a, at the age of chinuch a, a non-kosher lulav. A three-year-old, you want to give them a lemon, no problem. But if they're of age, they can't make a bracha on a lulav that isn't a lulav. The, mission, the, the mitzvah should be done kitsurasa. It should be done properly. and It doesn't have to be mahudr. They're going to play catch with them. They're not going to be mature about it. But if you're buying one, it has to be kosher. The chinuch ones that we buy are kosher. Medina, they're just typically not mahudah. Good. So that's how the Gemara says that there's no reason to apply Gzerah Deraba to the world of Arab. If that's true, if that's true, then why don't we always allow for, um, why, did, why is it only the seventh day, if se the seventh day falls out on Shabbos that we allow for, allow for our Rava to trump the rules of Shabbos? Any day should work. So it says the Gemara, the problem is that if you did that, then people will think it's like Lula. So it says the Gemara, okay, just do it on Yom Tov Rishon. I don't understand. Like this whole thing is so strange. You pick the seventh day. No, because then it seems like... Uh, it seems like the lulav and the arav are the same thing. Says the Gemara, I still don't understand. Why did you pick day seven? Pick day six, day five, day four. I don't understand. So the Gemara gives a beautiful answer. Once you're no longer doing day one, which was a Yom of Isra Malacha, so some of Porsche explained that we want to pick a day that is a day where there's no Isra Malacha on, where there's Isra Malacha and not Cholamoid. So that's only, only days one and day seven. If that's true, if all of these arguments are true, then it should still be the case that if the seventh day of Yontif coincides with Shabbos, that we should be able to bring the Aravos, we should be able to, to have that particular mitzvah part to be done. So answers the Gemara. We don't know what we're talking about. We're B'nai Bavel, we're B'nai Chutzla'aretz, and we don't know how to be Kovea the months. Says the Gemara, wait a second. Maybe here too, just like by Lulav, we had a distinction between the B'nai Chutzla'aretz and the B'nai Eretz Yisrael post-Khurban, where seemingly in Eretz Yisrael, they still did the mitzvah of Lulav on Shabbos when Shabbos coincided with day one. We should say the same thing by Arava. When day seven is Shabbos, we should do the same. So it says the Gemara as follows. It never happened. Ki asa bar, uh, bar hedja, that's a person, Omar, lo ikla. The, the days never coincided like that. That, that Saturday was never the last day of that's Adurosh, that's the Aleph, is that we would never have Aleph 
be the first day of Yantiv. It never happened. So says the Gemara, I don't know what schedule you're on. I should say Yama. I didn't even look. What's that little? When Ravin came with a bit of an entourage, Amre Ikla, you're incorrect. It does happen, but but it doesn't uh, trump. Why doesn't it trump? Why, 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 I don't know, after all of our conversations, we know that the seventh day, if it's Shabbos, that the Arava should, should still be Mutter Velakashia. So it says the Gemara, Amar Rav Yosef, you're, you're asking the question all wrong. Man Leimalan de Arava Benetila? Who says that you actually have to carry the Arava? You might have seen some of the picture books where they have a very, very tall Arava leaning against the Mizbeach. Okay, so then maybe that's what was going on. Dilma Bizakifa. Maybe all that we're talking about is that it was just Nizkaf. It was just leaning up against there. Yeah, you walked around the Mizbech, but you weren't holding Aravos. That was just a Minog. That's what it was. Or Dindo Rice, as we saw. We'll get back to that in a moment. So then it says the Gemara, Dilma Bizakifa. Now we're going to see three questions on this assumption that you're not actually carrying the Arava to do this particular mitzvah, but rather it's just standing there bizakifa. We're a third of the way down, a little bit more mem gimel amid beis. Esve Abaye asks on this assumption of Rav Yosef. Remember that Rav Yosef was a third century and his Talmud was Abaye. Abaye is in shir, he's raising his hand and saying, Rebbe, I have a question, I don't understand. After all, we have a brysa. Lulav Arava, Shisha Vashiva, it's our Mishnah actually, it's not a Brisa. Our Mishnah says that a Lulav and Arava, they were grouped together to teach us that sometimes in some years we have these mitzvot for six days and sometimes six days and sometimes for seven. So my love, Kululav, don't we then assume that an Arava is like a Lulav? My Lulav binatila, Arava binatila. You're trying to say that the Arava was Bizakifa, that it was just standing there. But if you've grouped them together in our Mishnah to say that Lulav and Arava are similar, they're grouped together, why wouldn't we assume that just like a Lulav is binatila, where you have have to hold it. So to the Arava is Benetila and not the Zakifa. That's a great question. So it says Rav Yosef back to me, the area, you're not even thinking straight up. I come on. How could the Isaiva? How could he say these are different mitzvahs entirely? They have different Mari Makomos. I remember we saw that according to some Arava was learned out from Halachalamosh Misinai. And that's a pasuk and chumash, totally different mitzvahs. Yeah, they're grouped together because they're common and that sometimes it's six days out of the seven and sometimes it's seven days out of the seven. But the mitzvahs are different, so not a good question. Next question, halfway down, another question. Another b'risa that speaks about the mitzvah of Arava, that every day you'd walk around the Mizbeach one time. This is our Hoshanos. Every day you'd walk around the, the, the Mizbech one time, but also Ayom, which we would call Oshana Rabbah, Sheva Pe'amim, you'd walk around seven times. It says the Gemara, my love, Be'arava, uh, is, doesn't that imply that you're carrying an Arava? Says the Gemara, no, well, the Lulav. And in fact, that is what we do, is that we walk around with a Lulav on those days. It seems to be that some of the Amoraim held that when, was, when one was makif the Mizbech, that they were holding an Arava. Says the Gemara, congratulations, but that's his opinion, not mine. Amar who Amar Lach Amina That's what he holds, but I don't hold that way. I hold it, it's a Lulav. And now we're going to see a collection of Shitas, Lakanu Lakan, some saying that the mitzvah of walking around the Mizbech was with a Lulav, and some saying that it was not, it was with an Arava. Itmar, the Amorim speak about this, Rebbe Lazar, Amor Belula, Rebbe Shmuel Bar Nassan, Amor Rebbe Chanina, Be'arava, Bechain Amor Rav Nachman, Amor Rabba, Barabua, Be'arava, fine, different shitas. And then one more, uh, one more of these shitas is a little bit more of a storyline. We are two thirds of the way down. On Mem Gimel Amabez Amar Le Rava the Rav Yitzchak Berede Rabba Bar Barchana. He says to Rabba Bar Barchana, he says Bar Uria, bright one, to aim, to come over here. Ta the aim alach milsa maal yasa to have a Amar Avuch. Let me tell you a beautiful Dvar Torah that your father told me. 
Haditznan, the Mishnah writes, called Ayom Akivin Samizbeh Pamachas, but also Ayom Akivin Samizbeh Sheva Pamim. That was the Brisa that we just, a uh, Mishnah that we just quoted by uh, the mitzvah of, uh, of, our, of, uh, of to surround the Mizbeh, to walk around it every day. And on the San Oshana Rabbah seven times, Hachiyamar Avuch Mishmed Rebelazar, what did your father say? Bilulav. And that is, in fact, again, how we paskin. And that's why we don't carry the Aravos around when we do our Hakafos by, uh, by the Hoshanas, because we paskin like Rabbi Lazar, we paskin like this Shita, that when we do this, it must be with a Lulav. Fine. Question number three, uh, 10 lines, 12 lines from the bottom. Eisve. Lulav doches ha-Shabbos betchilaso ve'arava besofo. This reflects what we saw in our Mishnah, that a Lulav on day one, where Shabbos and Yantav co coincide as doches ha-Shabbos, we do allow for one to fulfill the mitzvah when Shabbos and Yantav coincide in day one. That's betchilaso ve'arava besofo. And on arava on the seventh day, we also allow that as a trump card for Shabbos. No problem. So it says the Gemara, pamachas shel shvi shel arava, pamachas chal, excuse me, pamachas chal shvi shel arava lios b'Shabbos. So there was one time where the seventh day fell out and uh, they had to bring our rubbles on Shabbos. They view Marbios shall our rubble. They brought our rubbles to the Mikdash, may Arab Shabbos, the and they placed it in the Azara. Remember who the Baitusin were? They were uh, Tzedukim. So take a look at Rashi for a little bit of a historical perspective. Rashi says the first of the middle width lines of Rashi, eight or nine lines from the bottom, Rashi says, Dibur Here Gishu Talmide Baitus. The students of Baitus, they had a sense. They saw what was going on. As discussed, one of the shitas of the mitzvah of is that it was So they didn't hold of it. Nothing, nothing at all. Like what did their tefillin look like? The color and shape and material, that's not mafurish and chumash. We have no, how did they do shita? We have no idea how they did these things because it wasn't this way. So I, I, I taka did a bris for a family. They were korayim. They were Korayim. That was it. She said, hello, my name is so-and-so. I'm a Karite. I'm like, okay, are you born to a woman who's Jewish? Let's just get brass, <laughs> brass tags. Like before we get anywhere. Say, so, yes, I confirmed that in fact she was Jewish. So what was the most comedic part about the whole thing? Korayim only believe in DNA Doraisa. They had a hundred minhagim. <laughs> what a stira. How do you have a minhag if all that you believe in is a Pasuk and Chumash? Uh, RL, remove the forest game, done. They had music and they had philos and that, this, uh, unbelievable. They, had their, they made their own religion, but you violated your own religion. You're a Korai. You're not supposed to have anything else. You're just, again, whatever's Pasuk and Chumash. So they're clearly not on the derech. Hope they're not listening. Okay. So it says the Gemara, that's what was happening here. He should tell me they bite this as Rashi, excuse me. Fine. So then they saw what was going on because they knew that this was a strong custom of the Jewish people about the Arava. So what did they do? Unitalum, eight, nine lines from the bottom of the page, Unitalum, they took the, the Aravos, the Kovshim Tachas and they put them under rocks. Now, this was Lahachis. They don't hold a muksa. Why not? It's not mafurish in the Torah. It's not mafurish at all. It's a din right? There are shitas in the Gemara that say the muksa is a din So we paskin that it is a din So the Baitusim, they hid the, Aravo, the, Ar the Aravos under rocks. Lemachar, there were some un uneducated people. Rashi says they were on the side of the Frum people, not on the side of the Koraim. And they didn't know Allah. Ushimatum, they saw, oh, that doesn't belong there. You know, it's like sometimes you see people who don't know halacha very well doing things that are very well intended but forbidden, and you're like, oh, uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, sometimes I see this like when you, uh, when it's pouring rain outside, 
and you come in and all your clothes are drenched. So someone's like, wait, let me go hang this up in the laundry room. That's an Isra Darabonan. You're not allowed to do that because it, it looks like you're doing Kvisa and Shabbos. That's not allowed. Even a towel, your clothes, nothing. Just put them down on your bed, put them down somewhere. You'll clean up the mess later, but you're not allowed to do it in a way where there's any appearance that it looks like laundry. It's like a similar example of the kinds of things that we see. So here too, these Ameha Aretz, granted they were on the right derech uh, overarchingly, but they were not knowledgeable. So then they brought it to the Kohanim, and they brought it and they stood it up on the Mizbech in order to fulfill the mitzvah on that day. They did not agree. It was a halachic concern from their perspective. It wasn't Stam rebellion. They just they felt it was not halacha lemaisa. You're not allowed to be mechal Shabbos midrabbanan in this case because chibuta rava is a dindra is uh, is not explicit in the Torah. Alma, what do we see from here? Long story short, that it was benetilahi that, that someone had to pick it up and carry it. Otherwise, okay, just leave, leave it over there. Why, why did they have to move it? Obviously, there was some type of carrying that was taking place to Yupta. Says the Gemara, that's great, but we didn't answer one question. We we got sidetracked over the last 20 lines in asking Abayas three questions. The Elanidchut, still, after the Chorban Besa Mikdash, we should still have a case scenario where when the seventh day is Shabbos, that we um, that we should be allowed to do Arava. So the answer is the Gemara, Kevin de Anan lo Dachinon, in Hunami lo Since we in Chutzla Aretz don't do it, they in Eretz Yisrael don't do it. There's a Rashi that carries over to the top, a very important Rashi on the top of Memdalad Amadalev, Dibrahamasra, Ludit Hunami lo Dachishalolasos Yisrael, Agudos, Agudos, Venira Kishte Toros, a famous principle in Shas. One should make sure that we do not look like we have different religions. I'm sure there are people who would love to apply this to Yom Tavshani Shalgalios. But that is not the application here. Losa so agudos agudos is a big shiloh. So the gra this comes up by the halachos of tachanun. The uh, the Mishnah Brura paskins that when you do tachanun and you're wearing tefillin, you do you put your head down on your right hand. But the gra was of the opinion that afalpi that you're wearing tefillin, you put your head even on your left hand. So the Mishnah Brura was of the opinion everyone should do the same thing. Losa so agudos agudos. But the graniks they still hold stark and they still put their head down on their left arm, even if they're wearing tefillin. So they consider that it's not a bizan, but that's where this principle of losa agudos agudos comes up. So in halachic terms, the reason why we don't allow for the arava that overlaps on Yontif where the seventh day is Shabbos, why we don't allow the arava to be done that day, the reason why we do that and why we don't walk around when that day is Shabbos, we stand at our seats and say, Hoshana, Hoshana, Hoshana. Why? The reason why is because of this svar in the Gemara. And the Gemara says that because in Chutzla arts, we were not good at, at, at Kviyad the Archa, so therefore, even in Eretz Yisrael, they don't do it. Losa su agudos agudos. This requires a lot of research to know how to apply losa su agudos agudos. There's a lot of different customs between Eretz Yisrael and Chutzla arts, things that are different. There's a whole bunch of, there's a whole host of halachos. It requires a lot of research. And also the Gemara before, there was a distinction between the That's the bigger Seems that way. Seems that way. Yep, you're correct. Two lines from the bottom. Mem gimel amid beis. Ve'ayom tov harishon delididan lo dachi uledidhu dachi. What about yom tov rishon? This was your question. But what about yom tov rishon delididhu delididan lo dachi? There, um, outside of chutz la'aret, outside of Eretz Yisrael, it was lo dachi uledidhu, but in Eretz Yisrael it was dachi. Why did we say by lulav it was mutter? This is exactly your question to me, right? Says the Gemara, top of Memdalan Ralph, Amar, Lididhu, Nami, Lo, Dachi. No, we don't allow it at all. And this is, you can see the little Aleph there over the word Lididhu. And that would bring us to the Rambam and to the Shulchan Aruch, where we pass in Allah Chalamaisa, that we do not, for the same Svarah, we do not allow for Lulav to be done on Shabbos, even if Shabbos is day one.
which is a, you know, it's a really a big deal. It's in, in, the, in the development of halacha, this is where, again, another application of out of concern of that we don't want to look like we have to steal Rashi's language. So therefore we paskin we paskin that you don't use a lulav even when the first day is yantam. I understand what you're saying that about uh, but we still have two Mishnayas that need answering. Says the Gemara, So we saw earlier that these two Mishnayas were seemingly very clear that we do do this even on Shabbos. And we had answered over there, and that should be a Kasha, because it seems to be that even after the Beis Mikdash was destroyed, that we still allowed for Lulav to trump that day. So says the Gemara, lo, you are incorrect. That's really not the right answer to those Mishnayas. Rather, lo, both of them is talking about when the Beis Mikdash did exist. That's different. There we make a distinction between those Mishnayas about that which was in the Mikdash, which had its own status. We did not employ Dini de Rabbana in the Mikdash in general, in Mikdash. And here we're talking about Big Bulan. Uh, so what are we talking about now? All of that was pre-Khorban. Post-Khorban, Let's keep all the Jews on the same page. Um, and, uh, and therefore, we do not do that. Six, seven lines down. Abai asks a question to Rava. Why is one seven and one six? Says the Gemara. Because really it doesn't matter. Really, and you have a Ravos in your Lulav anyway, so you're using it anyways. Says the Gemara. What are you talking about? That's not a separate mitzvah. You're it's included in the Lulav. You can't. You can't do that. Those are two totally separate mitzvahs. You've got lulav and you've got arava, and they're not it's the same branch, but it's not the same halachos. Let's say you're first going to pick it up and do lulav and then put it back down and then pick it up and do the mitzvah of arava. That's not the way the world turns. That's not what people do. Do you see people picking up the lulav twice in a row, once for the mitzvah of lulav and once for the mitzvah of arava? It's not the way things are. When we talk about lulav, which is a din raisa, so then, then Avdin and Shiva, Zecher the Mikdash, yeah, there we require Zecher the Mikdash for seven days. But Arava Dirabanan, Arava Dirabanan, we just said it was Halach al Mishmisina, we'll get there in a second. Arava Dirabanan, lo Avdin Avdin and Zecher the Mikdash. Says the Gemara, come on, okay, we, we've literally learned this five times that Arava is a din raisa. Says the Gemara, Liman. Who, who, who in their right mind would say that Arav is a din Shaul. If you want to say, when we saw this Brisa many blot ago, it says on the side over here on Daf Lamedala, 10 blot ago, 10 days ago. If you want to say, behold, like Abba Shaul, what did he teach us? In the plural, that it has two. That's a drasha gemura. That's a drasha doraisa. Don't tell me that Arav is Dirabanan. Abashaw learned that it was a, a, a drasha in the Pasuk. In Irabanan, and if you, if you want to tell me that it's the sheets of Dirabanan, 
No, they said that it was halacha lemosh misinai. It says the Gemara, "Da Amar Rav Asi, Amar Rav Yochanan, Mishum Reb Nechunya, Ish Bikas Beis Chorasan." That we have three things that are halacha lemosh misinai in this context. Eser Netios. We said of the ten trees. It's right before Shmita. You're still allowed to clean clean that up before. Before the Shemitah year kicks in, Venisu Chamaim, Arava, skip the one keyword, Arava, Venisu Chamaim, Malach Lamosh Misinai. So you want to tell me that the reason why we have Zechel and Mikdash by seven days, even though only the first day is Del Raisa, we have seven days because it's it's Del Raisa, but by Arava is Del Rabbanan. Nobody holds that way. So it says the Gemara, halfway down on Memdal and Medalev, Ella says the Gemara, Amarav Zvid, Mishmei Dera, Either because of Abishol, because of the Drasha, or because of the Rabbanon, because of Halach Halamosh Misinai, but that was only in the Mikdash. In the Gvulin, it's not true. In the Gvulin, there was a Din Del Raisa of Lula, but there was never a Din Del Raisa of Arava. Uh, let's do a, a tiny bit. Uh, let's. I don't know, we're going to stop here. We only have a minute till tomorrow. So we'll stop here at Amar Reish Lakish. I was planning to go to the top of the page, but just too much information. So we're stopping two thirds of the way down at Amar Reish Lakish Kohan and Bali Mumin. Hashem, we will pick up on Shabbos with that. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Shabbos when? Uh,